we would convince you know our girlfriends to come down on the weekend and drink some wine with us and learn how to wallpaper all the rooms and our families and our friends really stepped up and it felt like everyone was sort of pitching in to help us transform this property and you know like looking back now this is such a time of our lives hello and happy spring if you find yourself looking for a slower way of life of travels, of connecting to the people and the places around you, you're in good company. Join me, Molly Reese, as we celebrate the change in seasons with season two of our series, where we welcome in brighter days with budding conversations from families who entertain and educate guests like you and me from all around the world. This is Stay in Good Company. Today, as we wrap up our second season and celebrate the beautiful turning of spring into summer, we're in great company with April Brown and Sarah Sklash, two best friends who share a love for discovering new travel destinations, good wine, and creative design, all of which they passionately bring to life as co-founders and owners of the June Motel, with now two locations in Ontario, Canada. April and Sarah, welcome to the show. Happy to have you in our company. Thank you for having us. Now, before we get to know your boutique motels where guests can enjoy the simple good life in the sunshine, we want to get to know you. Can you tell us about yourselves, your personal passions, and your backgrounds before becoming moteliers? So Sarah and I, we've been friends for about 20 years now. We met back in university. We went to University of Western Ontario in London, Ontario, and uh, we were both in the same sorority and I think really both shared a passion for traveling and exploring and finding, you know, new places to eat and stay. And we really bonded over that and went on, you know, many girls trips over the years. Now, at what point in your friendship over these 20 years did you two decide to go on this new adventure together and really, you know, take all of those learnings and memories from your travels and build this motelier business? I think a really big moment for us was we went on this trip to Puerto Rico. And I remember there was this like old abandoned hotel that April and I just sort of admired. Uh, And that might have been the first time that April and I ever started like kind of talking about a hotel. And I don't think we've really told that story to that many people, but that was our first, it was maybe our first time traveling just the two of us and like really sharing this passion for like imagining if we took over that hotel, what would we do with it? But it was many years later. So but it was both after 10 years of working in this city that we, New Year's Day 2016, started brainstorming business ideas and like really starting to think, let's start something together. So amazing. And so what really inspired you to leave your careers and to pursue an entrepreneurial venture? I mean, hospitality isn't for everyone. So what really attracted you both personally to it? I, you know, first of all, I think we were 10 years living in the city and working at relatively the same jobs. And I think after a while, it was like, you know, you're working your buff to get that like promotion and you, you kind of keep growing in that. But 
it started somewhere along the lines to feel a little less fulfilling, I think. Both Sarah and I really craved creating something ourselves and having a little bit more autonomy and creative control. So I think that was kind of really the driver. And it, we were really looking for a big life and career change. So I think we are both at a really good place in our lives that we really bonded over that feeling. And then, you know, hospitality, I don't know if that was like ever really the initial dream. Like neither of us had any hospitality experience. We've never worked in restaurants, never worked in hotels, but we had a passion for traveling and staying at really great places and discovering, you know, those, those things that made places feel special. And we had both sort of dabbled in like small renovations ourselves. Sarah was renovating her cottage um, and I had done like a small renovation to my condo in Toronto. And I think we both separately really started to enjoy this process of, you know, actually seeing transformations through the work that we can put in ourselves. And so, you know, separately, there was a few pieces that started to come together for us around 2016. And then when we started brainstorming ideas, truly, you know, it wasn't that like, oh, we should go buy a hotel. It was like, okay, what could we do? We were really focused on what we could do in Prince Edward County because we had been going out there. It was two hours from Toronto and we had been going out there on weekends with our girlfriends. It was an up and coming wine region. So it was a really magical place. It felt like farmland with beautiful wineries and new cool restaurants kind of opening every single year. And it felt like a really special place. And, you know, being from Toronto, there wasn't a ton of places you could just drive to and get away to on the weekend. And I think, you know, we really realized that was such an opportunity because, you know, us included and all of our friends, we were working so hard during the week. We really, we craved that escape on the weekend and we craved that short getaway and so we knew there was opportunity in Prince Edward County. It was, we started you know, brainstorming, what could we do there? And one of the ideas was hosting an adult wine camp for a weekend. And, you know, make wine fun, make it accessible, bring people together. And we were simply looking for a place to host it. And Sarah, you know, she's constantly scouring the real estate market. So, you know, she, she was on top of it and she's like, oh, there's this motel that's for sale. And it was like we took this weekend side hustle idea and turned it into a full-blown, oh, my God, we need to buy this motel. It was a week later from this conversation that we were you know, driving out there in the middle of a snowstorm with our real estate agent, like, looking at this motel. And it was at the time, you know, it was called the Sportsman Motel. It was a rundown motel on the side of the road. And it typically catered to fishermen and hunters in the area. But yeah, looking back, I think it's, you know, Sarah and I, we really had a vision for what we wanted that place to be. And I think even on that initial visit, we saw past so many things that probably today would have scared us away of buying that property. We're like, you know, it's got some quirks. It's definitely a fixer-upper. <laughs> it's got charm. <laughs> That's, uh, I can totally picture that. And to your point, sometimes it's best to not know what you're in for. You know, if you had had a background and a career in hospitality, then you would have known all of the complexities that would go into it versus if you approached it, like you said, you're just wanting to host a good time with your friends and that's the environment you ended up creating and you got through all those other challenges and logistics and whatnot, but you really approached it from that fun freeing angle, which I think allowed you to create what you did today. 
naivete, like having a little bit of it is actually a really good quality because you, you wouldn't jump into the opportunities that you do if you knew everything that there was to know. And I, I think to this day, we still are willing to like push ourselves maybe further than we're ready for in some ways because, because there's things that we don't know, but you learn along the way and you overcome those challenges. Well, especially in taking on a renovation, it's not like you were doing a brand new build and hiring all these contractors. You, you took a very different old motel and created a whole new persona for it for a whole new client. And so I'm curious, what was that renovation process like? How was it like living there and renovating as you go? It was memorable. Uh, so the very first thing that we started with, so April and I actually ran that dingy roadside motel, the Sportsman Motel, for a season. We, just the way that sort of the timing of when we were going to acquire the property and like they had reservations days after and we really needed that money coming in right away. So it ended up being such a good thing. Like wasn't our dream to run this dingy roadside motel. But having no hospitality experience in the end, that was such a good education for us. And we definitely made plenty of mistakes in that first season as we sort of learned some basics of running a motel. Uh, And what was great was in the end, like that those mistakes really didn't damage our reputation because it was under this brand that was going to be retired at the end of that season. So just back to the question of the renovations in that first season, we decided we wanted to try sort of try what our plan was. So we did what we call a prototype room. So middle of the summer, we tear apart one of the motel rooms. Was the timing great? I don't know. Back to the naivete. We're like, okay, this will be done in a week. I can't. It took us months. (laughs) But it was really great. So we put our like cool wallpaper up, we got some nicer furniture, and then we put just that room on Airbnb and ended up getting this like totally different clientele from the dingy roadside motel. Very brave guest, I'd say in the end, that stayed in that prototype room. So that that gave us like a really strong vision for what the, the property and the rooms and the sort of the visual brand of it was going to look like. And April, if you want to talk about the rest of the renovations. We had 16 rooms, exterior updates. There was this tiny little lobby, but we really, you know, we had plans to blow that out and make it far more indoor-outdoor. And we only had $250,000 to get us through this renovation to cover our mortgage payments, to pay ourselves. So there really was not money to hire interior designers and general contractors. And so we just were like, okay, let's, you know, YouTube had a tile of floor and go for it. It was a lot of that attitude the entire way through. We would convince, you know, our girlfriends to come down on the weekend and drink some wine with us and learn how to wallpaper all the rooms. And, you know, our families and our friends really stepped up and it felt like everyone was sort of pitching in to help us transform this property. And, you know, like looking back now, that was just such a time of our lives because, you know, as of course you grow your business and you know more, you start doing things differently and, you know, hiring the general contractors and stuff. But I think 
I'm really grateful that we had that experience and we had that kind of moment in time where we got to really be hands-on and creating everything that we created because I don't know, you know, it's hard to say what the June would look like otherwise if we had, you know, hired an interior designer from the onset. I think the brand really evolved out of like our creativity and our imagination. And I think that's really special. To be able to roll up your sleeves and to learn as you go and to then look back on it all and to say, you know, I did that. I created that. I came up with that idea. Oops, I made that mistake. You know, it it really allows you to appreciate all of the work that went into it and then to appreciate other people's work who might be doing it after the fact. And so really, as you were creating the concept and the aesthetic for the June Motel, uh, which again was very different than what was there beforehand, what were you thinking when you wanted to open up those bright pink doors for the first time? What kind of feelings did you want to evoke out of your guests? We always think that this is maybe jumping ahead a little bit, but so we've created this brand, uh, the, the June Motel, and a lot of that came from also personifying who June is. And so June is this woman and we go into this like who who is she she's fun she's trendy she's an amazing host uh, <laughs> she's she's bold in her you know choices and she's a little bit retro she you know lives for a glass of rosé and she's all about yeah spending time with her friends and her family and beautiful spaces and i think you know, we kind of really imagine this, like, I think, you know, women are like a younger female living in the 60s sort of vibe, you know, very free spirited and eclectic and daring and bold and confident. And we created spaces that feel like her. Yeah. And so back to the question of like what we wanted people to feel like, we really feel like this is it's like June's county home and she's welcoming her friends to stay this weekend and so you know from the way that our staff greet guests which is pouring a glass of rosé before you get into the logistics of checking them in and that we treat guests more like friends that we've known for a long time than you know uh, just a person passing through who we'll never see again and so really uh, a lot of this came also from like april and i welcoming friends to the county over the years and like the little touches that we did we were really early like the text message concierge thing was uh, we i think we were early on that train to do it because our our friends would come to the county and be like what winery should i go to and where should i like go by it's cold i need a rain jacket where do i go and so a lot of these touches came from just us welcoming people to this region that we had fallen in love with Well, and again, to your point on how often you both had traveled together as friends and then hosted your friends, you knew what guests would be looking for and the questions they'd be asking or the comforts that they'd be looking for. And so you're able to create all that, not only in a fun persona, but then in the actual amenities and the design itself. I think it's always easier to create something when you are the customer because you can really ask yourself like what would I want what would I look for what would make this different for me um and so really putting yourselves in your guest shoes I think is so helpful and I I think it's a fun thing to skip ahead a little bit too it's like we started this seven years ago 
And seven years ago, we were like, bachelorettes and like, let's squeeze all five of us. We have like a group of five best friends. We all need one room. So let's put bunk beds in. And I would say the June has evolved while we've evolved as well. So we're still catering to those bachelorettes, but also now we're both in like long-term relationships. April has a baby. And so like now we're also really mindful of a broader experience and demographic as well. I love that. And so what about that made you seek out a second property in Sabo Beach? How did that process go relative to your first one? Was it any easier the second time around? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think like with the first one, we opened as the June in 2017. And it was like very shortly after that first summer when, you know, we realized that we had something like we were sold out for that first summer. We are featured in Vogue, you know, talk shows are calling us to be you know, on their shows in, in Canada. And so we really felt like we had stumbled upon something that people were like, wow, this is like new and interesting. Also, Sarah and I realized like our passion was really ignited in that whole transformation of the property. Like we really fell in love with the process, the whole process from finding this dingy roadside motel to reimagining what the experience is, to reimagining the design of it and opening and sharing that with people and like just creating places that people can come together in such amazing, special ways, I think was really powerful to both of us. So we quickly got the itch to want to do that again. But I think, you know, we spent all of 2018 just like looking for properties um, and then ended up buying the one in Sable Beach in spring of 2019. And it, it was definitely not easier the second time because, <laughs> you know, you know more, but you also have more ambition and, you know, you, you want to keep pushing yourself. So I don't think it's ever going to get easier. It's just going to get easier in certain ways and harder in others. But, you know, it was a bigger project. It was 24 rooms instead of 16. It had a pool, which we'd never had a pool. Um, it had a restaurant, never worked a day in our lives in a restaurant. Um, and it had a separate building that, you know, would eventually become the lobby bar. And it was a five-hour drive from where we were living at the time. And on top of that, we filmed a Netflix reality TV series about the entire transformation. And on top of that, COVID hit in the middle of the renovation. I was just going to say, I, can, I know there was a lot that then compounded upon that. So yes, to your point, even though you thought, oh, we've done this before, we can do it again. There's always some fun challenge that gets thrown in to make sure you stay humble, right? Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. To that point, you mentioned that not only did, did you take over and remodel and reinvent two motels, but of course you did find time to film a Netflix series, Motel Makeover. And that really does show a great behind the scenes of it all. And so while I highly recommend that our listeners watch the series with a glass of rosé in hand, I do want to know what is something that the show doesn't capture, perhaps that you are unable to share or really express at that time? I think just the reality is like, you're also running a business. It's not just showing up every day to like renovate the property, but you know, you're like, I think it showed it from a design transformation, but I think didn't necessarily show the full picture of, you know, what, what we had to deal with just beyond the transformation from a design perspective. You know, you're hiring people, you're putting processes in place and systems in place. We're still running another 
motel that's five hours away and accepting guests and there's reviews and there's improvements to make and there's septic problems that you're dealing with you know, behind the scenes. And so just like that fuller picture of all, all the hats you have to wear. Absolutely. It's not all glamour behind the scenes. <laughs> so it definitely gives a, a greater appreciation for you know what you're able to do in essentially being two places at one time. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And so do you have any advice for our listeners and myself included in pursuing business and a passion project with your best friends? How have you two found your groove in divvying up the tasks and responsibilities? I think April and I over the years, like it's, it's evolved. I think earlier days we sort of like really were, both of us were very involved in lots of aspects. Uh, April came from a marketing and PR background. I came from a business analysis background. And so there were natural things that we took the lead on. And then we have this shared passion for design, transformation. Uh, and so over the years, I think we've we've sort of clarified our roles. We've also built a team around us as well that, you know, where neither of us are strong or where neither of us really are passionate about doing the things or, you know, as the business grows, just filling in those other niches. So we, we've had a really good time doing it. We don't always see eye to eye on things, but I think that's actually a really great thing in a business partner is like, just know you will disagree on things. Uh, but I think that actually makes for a stronger business partnership is you're bringing different perspectives to the table. One of our approaches, I think, is most decisions, one of us will feel like really, really, really strong about something and we'll just like go back and forth until sort of someone pulls that card of like, okay, I feel really, really, really strongly about this. And that's when one of us will be like, okay, you know what, this one, like you take this one. And I think there's a lot of give and take in that. That's so nice. And I think too, being able to voice what's in your head and to clearly communicate, okay, this is the idea I have, or this is my concern over that. But then also, like you said, in building a team too, then you have to put some trust in your team and you have to trust that they can carry out your vision. And so you need to clearly communicate that to them. So I'm sure it's a great learning and, you know, there's, there's ups and downs along the way, but it sounds like you've definitely found that groove and uh, have shared that vision with your team. And I think that's a big part of scaling a business. So when you like early years, when it was April and I, and we're both on site at the one motel, things, things were easy to make sure that our vision was perfect perfectly sort of executed because we were there and we we're seeing it day to day. Early days, I mean, we were the ones literally doing everything. And so years on, as we try and continue to grow, it's really getting those processes in place. We have, for example, we have a style guide, which says like, when you go into a room, like this is, here's 30 pictures and descriptions, and this is exactly how this room should look. And this is how we like the curtain space, and this is the angle the chair should be on. And while it seems, you know, like the details are super, like we're getting granular, uh, it really helps to just continue to execute our vision to set really clear expectations for our staff. And so we're working through having 
those clear expectations from, you know, how do we respond to guests? What's the welcome script to how do we want the rooms to look? while still making sure that we have like a fun work environment with like people bringing in their own personalities as well. Absolutely. But it allows you to pause and take a look back at the work that you've done and why you made those decisions and then make sure that they're clearly portrayed. So I love that. Hello, worldly travelers and loyal listeners. Do you know of places and people we can stay in good company with? Are you yourself a host looking to share your story and welcome in good company? We're always looking for new places to travel, new people to meet. Share who you know and where they are by sending us a note at stayinggoodcompany.com or by mentioning us on our social media channels at stayinggoodcompany. We'll be sure to give you a shout out when we're there. Now, it's time for us all to take a trip to the June Motel as it stands today. And you told us all about the fun person that is June herself. And so can you paint us a picture of the broader June experience? What can guests expect to experience across both locations? Yeah, so our first motel in Prince Edward County, it's 16 rooms, tiny little indoor-outdoor lobby bar. You pull up, it's like, you know, statement pink doors, and there's a neon sign in the lobby, and it's all about, you know, the evening campfire experience. The county in general, I'd say, is spread across like a 30 to 40 minute drive. So there's like, it's made up of a bunch of little towns. There's amazing chefs from Toronto who have all kind of moved out here to open restaurants. So there's a really cool food scene, great breweries, great wineries, farmland, and uh, amazing beaches. So uh, we're 15 minutes away from Sandbanks Provincial Park which is a beautiful sandy beach on Lake Ontario and, you know, one of the, the biggest draws of being out here. So it's like this, this amazing mix of beach life and country life. And in Sable Beach, you know, it's on the opposite, you know, you, you park your car and you like literally hardly need to use your car once you've arrived in Sable Beach. We're a five minute walk to the beach and it's, you know, amazing cute little ice cream parlors and arcades and mini golf and the most beautiful sunsets on the beach and it's a really charming beach town and it feels very nostalgic it feels like a, you know a town you would have gone to as a child growing up um in the you know the 80s or 90s and there we've got 24 rooms and we have a much bigger lobby bar uh, indoor outdoor three different campfires a new outdoor bar and we've got the pool and we have heydays and so it's a really it feels like kind of being in a little bit of a resort in ontario it's got you know some people tell us that they come and they don't even go to the beach which we find just mind-blowing because the beach is so beautiful and you have to see a sunset but I think you know we've managed to create so many different spaces on property and experiences to have that you know you really truly don't have to leave right you've created a destination in and of itself and such a welcoming environment that everyone feels comfortable just enjoying that and and letting go and so you had mentioned heydays. If we were to dine in good company with you ladies there, what reinvented coastal classics and old school bevies can we expect to savor and sip on there? I think the must and the thing that really with our restaurant partners, we like all shared this vision is uh, lobster rolls. They're just like absolutely perfect, hot butter, absolute deliciousness. So that's like, that is the 
must eat with probably I'd say a glass of Frosé by the pool you can't beat but all sorts of like an amazing smash burger for something a little healthier they do this really great sprout salad that you can add local smoked trout on I just spent a week there and ate that salad many many times Yeah, all sorts of just like really well done, casual food. It's delicious. We love it. It sounds like it. Oh, you're making me so hungry. I love a good (laughs) lobster roll by (laughs) by the water. Now, beyond the delicious food and beverages that are always flowing, can you share some more about some of your favorite events and experiences that you put on across both locations, ones that you either personally like to participate in or perhaps are most proud of? Yeah, I think in Sable Beach, we do a live music series all summer long, and this year it's Saturday nights, and you know, every time we're on property that and we have live music, I think Sarah and I are both like kind of obsessed with it. The musicians play from the pool deck, and the way that the property is set up, you can literally experience the music from your balcony of your room, from Heyday's patio, from you know, sitting on a lounger at the pool or by the campfire. And I think it's just, it's a really special experience. You know, we've had nights where we're just, you know, drinking a glass of wine, lounging in our hammock, listening to cool music. And I think, yeah, the property really comes to life. The sun is setting behind them. It's, it's really a cool experience. And in Prince Edward County, I'd say like our iconic one is um, just Saturday morning yoga. We built a yoga deck behind the motel we have about an acre of property and it's it's more foresty back there you'd almost just not even know this place existed until you walk back there for Saturday Saturday yoga and the sun's coming up and we've got wildflowers sprouting back there and it's just you feel so disconnected from everything else around you and you can just kind of be in the moment and it's it's a really special way to start your day. Yes, definitely a refresh and reset that I'm sure is needed when you're on vacation with your girlfriends. I love that. In living as locals in both towns, you had mentioned you know some of your favorite spots to go, but what do you really recommend places to eat, sip, and play, as you like to say, that you'd like to call out? God, there's so many. I would definitely direct people to our blog for the full list because I think we're not going to be able to list them all. In Salvo Beach, I think a few of our favorites have kind of like shaped our experience and our love for the place. One would be Wellness Refinery. It's like healthy smoothie bowls and smoothies and avocado toast and perfect compliment to Hades in many ways. And the second is there is a double-decker bus that is converted into a taco bus. And on our very, very first trip to Sable, it was like one of the coolest things. You're like having a margarita on a picnic table, eating just incredible tacos. So yeah, cool things happening in Sable Beach. Everything's like very chill, very casual. And then on the total flip side in Prince Edward County, I'd say, you know, like some very elevated dining experiences. I'd say my favorite is a restaurant called Bocado and it's all Spanish tapas food, great cocktails, great sangria. You really feel like you could be in the city having this, this great restaurant experience. And then I think there's like 40-something wineries and then more breweries, cideries, distilleries. So I feel like we can, we cannot choose one. It's sort of, you know, what are you in the mood to sip that exact day? And there's always new places opening in the county too. It's, it's a place like the reason you come here is to eat, sip, and play. <laughs> yeah, 
I love that. Well, it's so great that you renovated and you created this space for guests to come and enjoy all that the county or the beach town offers. It's really a jumping off point where you can be providing that local recommendation and hangout spot, but really allowing them to go and explore. And I'm sure it's just going to continue to grow from there. Now, speaking of which, I speak for both myself and our listeners in wanting to know what the future holds for you, your team, and your future guests at the June Motel. And so what's next for the current two locations? What can future guests look forward to? The current properties, I think it's a lot of like, we have created something great. We want to keep it great. We want to keep like, you know, we really, we always say like, guests choosing to spend their time and their money with us. Like we, we are guardians of that experience and it means so, uh, so much to us to deliver just this wonderful experience. So it's going to be a lot of continuing to deliver the same great experience. Of course, keeping it fresh um, with, you know, some, some program changes every now and then, but it's such a great experience that we want to keep delivering that and have people return year after year. And we're, we're at that place with the two properties now that people love it so much, you know, they want to keep coming back to Sobel and keep annually eating that lobster roll. That said, for the June, here's hoping by this fall, we'll be starting on another motel project. We, we've been sort of eagerly awaiting one. We've been keeping our eyes out for the right thing. And so I can't confirm anything yet, but we're really trying to work on nailing something down so that we can start again in the fall. Rumor on the street was that you'd be in the search for a third location. And so I'm sure you can't share anything yet and we'll wait and just have to have you back on. Perhaps I'll have to visit in person. But really, as you're looking for this next location, is there anything that you're really seeking out or most excited about? I think one thing that we always look for is just rounding out the experience, you know, making sure. So, you know, we've got the experience in wine country and we have the beach experience. And so I think we look at every project as a new opportunity to like deliver another vacation experience to our current community. And it's, it's really cool to see our guests actually go, you know, travel between our properties and, you know, I've stayed with you here and I'm going to come here because it is a different experience. It's a different vacation to be on. It's a different aesthetic. So I'd say, yeah, looking forward to just crafting what that experience looks like and what that aesthetic looks like. I think that's always fun for us. It's like really challenging ourselves to do something new, but still stay connected to, you know, it feeling like June. And I think that's where the, the challenge and the fun part really comes. Hello, worldly travelers and loyal listeners. Are you too planning your upcoming travels and in search of independently owned and operated stays and experiences to visit along the way? Head on over to stayinggoodcompany.com or our social media channels at stayinggoodcompany and drop us a note with where you're going and when, and we'll be sure to set you up in good company for your trip. Just don't be surprised if we hide away in your suitcase and join you in your journeys. So now that we know what it's like to stay in good company at the June Motel, we've learned and grown in good company with April and Sarah, and thus we have a few final questions, what I like to call a toast to table topics. First, I must ask, what is your go-to glass of wine and what are you pairing with it, whether that be food or music or friends? (laughs) This is so hard for me. Um, I would say glass of Chardonnay with... (laughs) my friends in the sunshine. Love it. Crisp, 
cool. Yeah. I think April nailed it, but also a glass of bubbly. And not just with friends, but sometimes with our team here at the June too is really, really special. We love to celebrate little wins, big wins. Uh, It's really special for us. That's so important. I love that you do that. And so who would be a dream guest for both of you, someone dead or alive that you'd like to sit and sip a glass of wine with? We really want to have the cast of Shit's Creek come stay at the motel sometime. I think they'd feel right at home. They'd be really fun. And we'd love to hear their stories as well. I yes. think Sarah and I, through the entire first renovation, just like lived off of binge watching Shit's Creek. So it's and got like a, too. Yeah. And it's got, it's just got a really good nostalgia feel for us to like, you know, go back to those building days. I'm sure there was a lot of moments throughout your renovation journey where you're kind of comparing stories of, huh, is this real life? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Now, do you have a horror guest or a favorite guest story to share? No need to share names. (laughs) I'd say, you know, most of our horror guest stories happen. So in both properties, we operated as is for a season and you get just such an eclectic group of people, you know, one day I dream of writing a book of all the hilarious stories that we've kind of had. Um, very, very early on, I remember like there was a woman that like wouldn't leave her room and basically like stole everything from giant tiger and like stocked all the drawers with like maxi pads and like big bulk, like bulk containers of soap and body wash. Like she like had moved into this room. <laughs> so that definitely, like, I think goes on my most craziest guest experience. In that same year, so we, we do have a no pet policy for operational reasons. And April and I, again, this first year, like, it was us cleaning the rooms. And we went into a room and someone had brought their pet parent. <laughs> wow. What a mess. And I'm sure a lot of chaos and noise. Yeah. Well, that definitely helped you realize who you don't want to attract, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so we're all human here. Do you yourselves have any embarrassing stories that took place in front of your guests? April and I both, like you, you see us around the motels. And sometimes I think when people, Sobble Beach, I have this memory of last year of me, like still, you know, we're a few years in. I don't know, you'll always see me working with like garbage. I can't remember exactly what I was doing, but I was like, you know, it's like motel makeover, like live theater because it's still April and I just on occasion running around, like dealing with uh, whatever renovation or disaster. It's quite funny. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, I actually have a good one for you. (laughs) The noise complaint in the pajamas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was, uh, I I was staying at the motel and it was, we, you know, we're a place to come have fun, but like after 11 PM, it's quiet hours and there's other guests trying to sleep. And I was in this room next to this bachelorette for sure. And like, I'm, I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm in my pajamas and I walk out and like, you know, someone, and it's not even for myself. It's for like the benefit of all the other guests. Like I had to go out in my pajamas and ask them to please be quiet. And I, you know, they're like, are you the girl from Motel Makeover? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
This is me. The best moment. This is all you get. Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. I mean, again, we that's what you have to do sometimes. Yep. That's the reality of it. And so do you have a favorite spot to sneak away to either in town or on your property? <laughs> it's really not sneaking away, but I, so we have these great balconies in Sable Beach where you'll often find me because I, you know, like I'm there, I can see everything that's going on. Sometimes I set up a little desk just right inside so I can work from there I get, because I love to see what's going on and like sort of quietly observe but from like the same, not the safety of my balcony, because I, I love seeing guests, but we'll like kind of, you know, share a glass of wine with April from my balcony and we'll just like quietly watch everyone. And oh, it's see people perfect just for people me. watching. We have a lot of balcony parties, a lot yeah, of balcony meetings, a lot of balcony bubbly. Yeah. I love that. Regular. What, what a fun tradition. <laughs> and so speaking of bubblies, do you have any other women hoteliers or moteliers that you'd like to raise a glass to who have inspired you? Yeah, I think one from like this whole past seven years that we've been at this, Liz Lambert from Bunkhouse, I know she's no longer with them, but I think, you know, what she created there aesthetically was so inspirational and just, you know, her ability to, to grow that brand over a short number of years, I think was really inspiring to watch. We still dream of staying at a bunkhouse hotel. I've actually stayed at one in Mexico, but I'd love to go to Austin and you know stay at all the others. So yes, definitely, she's definitely an inspiration for a lot, and just the designs and the welcoming atmosphere that she creates. I can definitely see a lot of that in what you've created as well. All right, and to not overstay our welcome, I want to wrap up our conversation by asking if our listeners haven't already done so during this episode. Where can they go to book a stay or a dining experience at the June Motel locations? Just go to thejunemotel.com and you can book at either location. Right now we have a promo for weekdays in June. Um, so if you use the code June in June, you get 10% off a weekday stay and a $25 uh, credit to use at the lobby bar. Very clever. I like that. Now, where can they follow along your journey? Do you have a newsletter or specific social media accounts that you'd like to share? Uh, Instagram is where we share it all. And we really try to take people behind the scenes there and like show a little bit of our personality and our processes. So, um, at the June Motel on Instagram. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us, April and Sarah, and for showing us what good friends can create over a glass of wine paired with good vibes. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you for listening along. I hope you found yourself to be in good company. I know I did. Be sure to rate and review, invite your friends along, and find out more ways to stay in good company in the show notes below. Until next time, remember to slow down and to savor the company you're in. Cheers, my friends.